This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, November 17, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Ecuador's president is taking aim at free and open communication in that country, seeking to not only license media outlets, but also restrict those who may use those outlets to communicate with the public. Gabriela Calderon, editor of ElCato.org, lives in Ecuador and communicates using media outlets there. She comments. Rafael Correa is an economist. Uh, he studied in the University of Chicago at Illinois, then he studied at uh, in Belgium. He did his master's, and uh, no, actually he did his master's in, in Illinois, and he also studied in Belgium before, and uh, he's the president of, of our country. He's uh, part of the current of the socialism of the 21st century, and what has happened uh, most markedly in the past year, which is his third year in power, is a systematic attack of uh, all independent media outlets. And this is not just something uh, to, con- to silence critics. It, is, it has an I- ideological component to it. In his uh, latest inaugural speech, when he won elections again, uh, this, uh, in he, in th- it was this January, he said that there's a basic incoherence between private ownership of the media and uh, giving a public service, which is communication. So he believes there's an inherent evil in the media being privately owned. So he does not believe that private sector actors can provide public services? I, I think that's a valid assertion. I certainly know that he doesn't believe that uh, privately owned media can provide a better service than state-owned media. How does he want to regulate communications in Ecuador? Well, he has, uh, there's the official proposal for the new communications law. Uh, It's called the Panchana law. And uh, this communication has several wearing uh, aspects. One of them is that the state would create this entity that would have a majority uh, under the executive uh, power. And this uh, group would decide every year if they renew the license to operate to all media outlet. This includes newspapers, radios, and TV. And this is a yearly registration process that is like having the sword of Damocles on your on your neck every year. And another feature which is new to uh, Ecuadorian media is that there would be no limitation whatsoever on the use of public announcements via private media. This is severely abused in Latin American countries, I'm sure, uh, in the U.S., it's been heard of the uh, Chavez's uh, chains, where he just like breaks into privately owned media and broadcasts his show for hours and hours. Well, this happens in Ecuador as well, but not for hours and hours, but only during news hours. So instead of listening to private news broadcasting, normally we are caught listening to presidential announcements that are. Basically, with the, they have the purpose of keeping you from listening to independent news. Another worrying feature is that whoever feels affected by any information issued by any private media outlet can accuse this private media outlet of doing something illegal or unconstitutional. And while the judicial process goes on, Nobody's allowed to report on the controversial issue. No media outlet is allowed to discuss it if there is a, an adjudication 
waiting. Nobody, not even the affected person, nor the media that said it to begin with. This is very, uh, this is very serious. If a, this includes state authorities, if a minister is accused or is involved in a corruption scandal, and this is uh, reported by any media outlet, let's say a newspaper, that minister has the authority, has the power to accuse the media outlet of. Uh, I don't know, of libel, and then neither the minister nor that outlet have the power to keep talking about it or to keep research, to keep showing people what's going, to keep informing people about what that issue is about. What about people who communicate on these networks or uh, write pieces in newspapers? How is that relationship uh, between outlets and the individuals who use those outlets to promote ideas how how is that relationship that's another that, that's another uh, wearing feature of the panchana law the panchana law which is the president's uh, basically the president's proposal for a new communication regulation is that everybody that is in the business of social communication and again social communication is not properly defined in the project um, anyone that is involved in communicating, and this can be anybody from an op-ed writer to a news reporter, has to have a professional title related to communications. They include in the law uh, communications majors and advertising majors and, and, and nothing else. So if you're an economist and you want to write op-eds, you wouldn't be allowed under this law to do so. What does that mean for your ability to communicate in Ecuador? I... W I guess the newspaper I write a weekly column for would have to violate the law to keep publishing my op-eds. I mean, if, if not, then I guess I wouldn't be allowed to write anymore. It should be noted that this is a very important incident. If this law, uh, if this gag law gets passed, then the president, uh, Rafael Correa, will have no, pretty much no limit to his power left. In, in terms of uh, what he can do from the executive. He will have, uh, he already has full control of the judiciary over the majority in Congress, and he already controls the electoral tribunal, and he already controls the constitutional court. So pretty much the free press is all we, we had as an independent power in civil society. Gabriela Calderon is a weekly columnist in Ecuador. You can read her writings at elcato.org.